Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, welcome to Hollywood Crime Scene. This is Rachel Fisher. Hi, this is Desi Jedekin. Desi, do you have any scandal this week you'd like to report? Um, no, I don't. Other than personal ones, I do not have any scandals I need to report. <laughs> <laughs> Me either. I would just like to take a moment to thank our listeners. Right. Um, and thank our Patreon contributors. We had some new ones this week. Uh, we had one from Jill. I just want to give a shout out to her. Someone named Tun. And um, I also want to give a shout out to Ron Jeremy again for donating so much money uh, to our Patreon a month. It's like Desi and I were just talking about how we feel like we have a sugar daddy now. <laughs> <laughs> we're really we're ha- low budget sugar daddy. Yeah, girls. it's um, pretty low yeah. budge. But um, also like Lisa, Lisa, yeah, yeah Lisa donated She's too. She's a very uh, sweet supporter. We just talked Twitter. to her on Twitter, <clears throat> and yeah, so you can talk to us. Yeah. Don't hesitate to at reply us. We'll usually respond unless you're being a dick. but And then we'll still respond, but you probably won't like it. Yeah. Or maybe you will. Who we might <laughs> <laughs> We might quote tweet you and take you down a couple <laughs> pegs. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to give a shout out to our Patreon contributors. Just giving a shout out to a few this week. Um, we're up to like 28 now, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, go to Hollywood or excuse me, patreon.com slash Hollywood crime scene if you'd like to be a contributor. And uh, let's just get to it, I guess. Yeah. This week we're talking about one of my favorite news stories of all time, Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan. Uh, I agree. When this story broke, I was immediately obsessed with it. Same. Um, it has everything I need <laughs> in it, a story. It literally is like you couldn't write a better Melrose Place plot line. Anytime there's like a white trash girl <laughs> against like a spoiled brat, I'm going to be all about that. Like that was like. It was sensational. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. it really was sensational. It took over everything. And this is, this happened like before the OJ case broke in right. 1994. So this was the dominating news story on all the People magazine covers, all the tabloids, all the newspapers. I mean, this was really everywhere. And I remember it too. I remember <clears throat> I was a kid, but this was like the first, like besides like Joey Buttafuoco, which happened like a couple years prior. Uh-huh. Like I remember that. That's one of my earliest right. scandal memories. <laughs> but this was the first news story that broke where I was just fucking riveted. Well, because it's like, probably the only time I was ever interested in the Olympics <laughs> yeah I was like okay I need to watch like what's gonna happen oh here. yeah yeah and I watched all the games with my mom I watched right. all the like the news I mean, stories I, think I normally watch figure skating I'm like one of those yeah, people who I was totally. like okay like because it's do pretty that. yeah and it's uh yeah. and it's something I think I could do even though I don't even I've never even ice skated well I'm they like, make oh, it I look could. so yeah. easy that's like part of the sport is how easy they make but, yeah, it look that's I only get into into uh, sports when there's like a personal drama usually attached to it right so tanya harding was born november 12th 1970 in portland oregon to al harding and lavana Faye golden her mom is literally my hero by the way i'm sorry her mom was amazing uh slash a terrible human being right yeah let's those just things aren't mutually exclusive <laughs> <laughs> but i did watch a, a documentary that desi told me to watch in which tanya harding's mother is wearing possibly the cheapest fur coat I've ever seen in my life. When I saw that documentary, I paused that purse, that screen where she's talking and that fucking looks like literally a fresh killed beaver <laughs> with like the world's most fried hair. Like it got like a perm right. in the eighties. Then it got killed. Right. But the hair is so coarse and she's in her fucking kitchenette with, with huge a, glasses with on. With huge glasses and wearing a fake fur, or, or I think it's a real fur, but it's literally so cheap. It's terrible. Um, and it was, I think I probably even tweeted about it, because I was like, this person, <laughs> I mean, I know she abused her child, but like, but yeah. But 
the look. It's the very, look is amazing. It's and very, to hear her talk about and defend herself in that kitchen, it's like you're guilty of everything that Tanya is accusing you of. And like, this is footage from 1986. It's so good. I just can't even. Anyways, you should watch it. It's the 30, uh, 34, 30. Um, the ESPN documentary on uh, Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan, and it's probably one of my favorite 3430s, and I've watched a lot of them, unless they're super sports. It was really good. Yeah, it's very good. So, so let's get into it. So she was born um, November 12, 1970 in Portland, Oregon. Tanya grew up really poor. She really was the white trash girl that she was branded by the media later on. Um, she had to go to school in homemade clothes often Ugh. her parent i know oh <laughs> tragedy um no but she you know they were scraping by her dad was always in between jobs and her mom was working as a waitress so they didn't have a lot of money right um but at age three the skating bug bit tanya when they went to a mall and there was an ice rink there and tanya's like i want to do that and her mom was a little hesitant at first but when she got on the ice she really took to it she was already a natural to the point where by age four she had won her first skating competition which was in sun valley idaho and she fucking fell in love with the sport i mean this is something that makes me really mad at my own mom because i had similar circumstances and i wanted to take like lessons of some kind right. and my mom never did so it's like tanya harding's harding's mom is better than my mom in many ways <laughs> <laughs> right so uh and the thing that was hard for Tanya is, you know, ice skating is not exactly a cheap hobby or right. sport to get into because there's a lot of equipment and travel travel, and it costs money to take lessons. And when you get a coach, that costs money. And so the costumes. The costumes. That's which, what's so great about Tanya Harding, her costumes. Oh, my, oh God. my God. We're absolutely going to get into that. Don't you think that we're <laughs> not going to talk about some of her costumes? Um, so by 1986... Tanya was 16 years old, and she was the sub became the subject of a student film made by one of her fellow skating friends who was studying. She wanted to be a filmmaker, and she was a friend of Tanya. So this girl decides, I'm going to film a month of Tanya Harding's life and interview her. And Tanya is incredibly candid right. in this interview. I mean, she's 16 years old, and she's straight up. This is the same interview that... Desi and I were just referencing with Tanya's mother in the fur coat in her kitchenette talking. It's the same interview. Uh, I mean, it's the same documentary. And Tanya, there are these interviews of her where she's like, "My mom, I hate my mom. Like, she sucks. <laughs> yes. My mom's very abusive to me. She's an alcoholic. And this was actually true. Right. And Ta <clears throat> Tanya's physical abuse was actually corroborated by the documentarian, not on film, but, you know, they would be in the dressing room together, in the locker room, and there was this one instance when Tanya was 11 years old, and her friend witnessed her mom beating Tanya with a hairbrush. That happened to me. You got beat with a hairbrush? Yeah, like, like whatever a was around, one? a hairbrush, spatula, wooden spoon. That's a, that's a spicy people. <laughs> Beat on like, the ass. Oh, a fly swatter one time. Oh. Yeah, whatever my mom was holding. Right. You know. You know. I, would, I wouldn't say I was beaten, but definitely. Swat. My smart mouth was. Your, <laughs> your mouth was spicy. <laughs> it was fucking spicy. Um, so Tanya did not have a good relationship with her mom. She had a better relationship with her dad, um, but her mom was also really verbally abusive to her and emotionally abusive. She would tell her, you know, you're not good enough. There's this seen in um this student documentary from 86 where tanya is on the phone with her mother she had just done a competition and tanya didn't win but she still got some credit for it in the competition and her mom is on the other line saying like well you sucked you still sucked and everyone right. else in the competition sucked but you sucked also and she's just like this is a 16 year old girl who's already like on her way to becoming a professional figure skater and her mom is just like yeah you're terrible um so for tanya her coach diane was really the mother figure in her life she was a lot more supportive and tanya really admired this woman so at least she did have some kind of adult figure right. to look up to but she really you know she didn't have a good childhood exactly but 
She had a tough time. She had a tough time. Um, Tanya was very much a tomboy, and she she knew this about herself, and she knew that she was different than the other ice skaters. She had no illusion of being the ice princess, what the you dainty, think of. Yeah, yeah she didn't want to be this dainty ice princess, and she really prided herself on her athleticism over her being this little ballerina on ice. Right. Which I think is kind of badass because generally when you think about ice dancing or ice skating is like, it is this very graceful, delicate. It's more like they're ballerinas than athletes or something. Like, right. Even, even though, though, you though know it is. It is. Yeah, yeah. Right. It is a very They athletic. always have to have both of those qualities, I right. think. And Tanya was like, fuck you. I'm going to be like mobbing down the ice and like, yeah. you know, she just had so much moxie and so much chutzpah on the ice right and it's really like if you watch her old skating videos from the 80s and from the early 90s like it's she's really fun to watch she has so much personality she's really like she's into it she really loves what she does and she doesn't look like all the other skaters right um so it was really tanya's rage at her home life that propelled her to succeed and she rose to fame in her hometown of portland she became like a known person in her hometown because she was winning these competitions and she was like oh that girl is going to go to the olympics one day rage is a great motivator oh my god (laughs) it's like the best yeah talk to any artist and you know (laughs) a lot of them have rage (laughs) and tanya had a lot of it um so in 1988 tanya went to the olympic trials uh but she couldn't land the axle so she placed fourth which is good but she didn't make the team you got to place in the top three right to do that In 1991, though, at the U.S. Championships, she did a routine. And this is, like, her famous routine. Um, This routine became, like, legendary. And this routine, I just want everyone to know just sort of how – just, like, how much she was really, like, set apart from her peers is, like, you know, a lot of ice skaters will dance to, like, classical music or really whimsical, like, pretty whatever – Tanya Harding did this routine set to a medley of the Batman theme from Tim Burton's Batman. Not like the Prince one? Na, na, na. Yeah, like, no, not Prince. Oh. <laughs> the, like, Danny Elfman, right. Tim Burton Batman theme. It was a combination of that. Oh, uh, I was thinking Bat Dance. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Bat Dance. It was a combo of that song with uh, Send in the Clowns in the middle, and it ended with Tone Loke's Wild Thing. Wow. So all of a sudden... Um, during this routine, it was like, is she going to do the triple axel? Oh, is she going to do the triple axel? Right. And Tanya fucking did the triple axel. Yeah. And what's so big about the triple axel is she still, to this day, Tanya Harding was the first and only woman in America to land the triple axel in competition. So this was an incredible moment. This was like history making. Right. Um, if you don't, for people who don't know what the triple axel is, it's basically, it's a jump and a spin where you spin three times in the air and you land on the opposite foot that you jumped on right it's really impressive and Tanya did it and what was so magical about this moment for me watching it back is what we're going to post a link to the video because it's you really got to watch it it's really great um Tanya when she landed it she didn't just go on with the rest of her routine like yeah I did that you could see the look on her face right I remember that you can see the look on her face of joy which is like fuck I did it I did it and she even goes yes like she even she goes yes she throws her arms up into the air and she continues her routine I mean it's like it is the ultimate feel-good sports moment right but that's probably also something like the the, the sort of snobby people frown upon, right? Right. Yeah. Which is why I think it's so great is because it wasn't this composed sort of moment. Right. She was feeling that was a real moment. It was real. Yeah. And I think that's something I also really like about Tanya Harding is she is a very real human being. There's nothing contrived about her. She is who she is and yeah. she knows who she is. And in that moment, it was great. And like I said before, the this routine ended with Tone Loke's wild thing. So all of a sudden it's like, wild thing. And she's just on the ice, just fucking like rocking out. And, you know, with her like bleach blonde, totally fried hair. And it's like so the antithesis of what you think of with ice skating. And I feel like now maybe that is like, you can get away with all that stuff. It's like, oh, they really flipped the script. But like then in the early 90s, it was... No one was doing No that. one was doing yeah. what she was doing on the ice. 
Um, so she was met with a standing ovation, obviously, and she won the gold at, at the U.S. Championships, the Nationals. So to celebrate, Tanya and her friends, they went to a bar to play pool and smoke cigarettes. And I mention this just because it really shows, you know, Tanya was not like, oh, I'm not going to go to a fancy party and drink champagne. Like, right. I'm going to go meet up with my friends and fucking shoot pool and smoke cigs. Yeah. And also, I should mention that Tanya was asthmatic. Yeah. So not only is she like... So that makes her smoking extra cool. Her <laughs> makes her smoking extra fucking... I don't care. I'm an athlete. I smoke and yeah. I fucking have asthma. That's like me when I like to like light up a cig outside of the yoga studio. Or totally. It's like, hey, I'm done. Hey, guys. <laughs> Where's my meatball sub? <laughs> so Tanya um, then went to the world championships... And Christy Yamaguchi won the gold there, and Nancy Kerrigan won the bronze. So Tanya was silver, Christy was gold, Nancy was bronze. After three years of dating, Tanya married her boyfriend, Jeff Galuli. Yeah, the look on Desi's face just says it all. I mean, this guy's name was equally all over the news, and he was so memorable to me because he really does look like a Jeff Galuli. He really right. looks like his name is Jeff Galuli. He has like a mustache and like Can wears acid wash jeans. And yeah, it's like Z Caparici. Yeah. <laughs> he's totally, <laughs> he's totally where I'm going to post a picture of him in his fucking Z Caparici jeans that he's wearing. <laughs> acid with, wash pleated with a really ugly Cosby sweater. Like he's right, just like that gross. Look. He's just like this mousy, like just rat fink man and right. but that was her fucking boyfriend and they got married when she was just 19 he was 22 tanya's mom never <laughs> liked jeff galuli and um you know their marriage was very tumultuous they would get into altercations all the time sometimes physical and they ended up getting separated like at least two times before they ended up having to go to counseling to try and save their marriage but in June of 1991, Tanya filed for divorce and also filed a restraining order from Jeff. I love that you would even go to counseling to save a marriage that you did when you were 19. Right? <laughs> I, I just know. feel like if you have to do that, it's just fucking end it. There's no, no, you're not hanging on to a 50 year old marriage or right. something. Right. You like think that. you're, you think you're doing the mature thing by going to counseling. Right. But really, the mature thing would have been to not get married at 19 right. to someone with the last name Galuli. You never marry a guy with the name Galuli. No, you just don't. So Jeff, um, had been physically abusive to Tanya before and she really feared for her life so she needed this restraining order against him because restraining orders because they always work because we always (laughs) yeah as we've heard before restraining orders always work um they always listen oh well I'm not gonna beat her ass I'm not gonna stalk her there's this I can turn my rage off (laughs) right so during this time period um her skating really began to suffer and during the 1992 Olympic trials, Tanya missed her triple axel. She ended up falling on her ass during a routine. I watched it. She looks really cute. Um, it's this moment where she's at the in competition and she's wearing this like white and gold sequined skating dress. And, you know, her hair is in a French braid with a big white scrunchie. I know the scrunchie. You know that she... Tanya was super into scrunchies. I mean, it was the early 90s, but she, like, rocked it. Like, Her no hair is crunchy, and she's in a scrunchie. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, so Tanya did not have a good showing, um, but Nancy Kerrigan had a great showing. She came in second and would go on to the Olympics, and Christy Yamaguchi, who was a skating darling at the time, won the gold. Shortly after Tanya had filed for divorce, she ended up dating this guy named Mike Poliska, and this is a guy she'd been friends with for two years, and they became engaged. Poliska said the relationship started out great, but Tanya's true personality started to show, citing an instance in which she marched to the front of the line at a club they were at and said, I'm Tanya Harding, world-class figure skater. (laughs) He didn't like that. I guess he thought it was tacky. Tacky, which, I mean... I like that she thinks anyone would have fucking know who that is. Right. (laughs) at the the bouncer at the club right. much less like but they probably see this girl they're like who's this white trash girl right. trying to get in my club and she's right. like uh i'm actually a fucking world-class skater and they're like why you got a scrunchie in your hair <laughs> <laughs> and he also said that he caught tanya giving her number out to another guy one time damn, damn. she's getting getting action right i mean she's only 22 so why is she trying to get engaged again 
and married again. She's searching for love. <laughs> but Tanya um, had also been still maintaining contact with Jeff Galuli. Oh, you can't let that guy go. So that's really, yeah, he, she can't let this Can fucking Can you imagine hump. not being able to let Jeff Galuli go? Can like, you imagine being the boyfriend or the fiance and you're like, my fiance just can't let Jeff Galuli go? It's like a fucking episode of Jerry Springer. Right. Where it's like some cute girl fight and two idiot gross guys over are the, fighting over. Oh, <laughs> my God. It's like... But that's like such a real thing where like you can't believe you're like so hooked on some guy who's such a fucking loser and so not even attractive at right. all either. Right. So um so he wasn't happy about that. So they broke it off. Um Jeff and Tanya ended up getting back together, as with most abusive relationships. Right. There's you know, there's like a spiral you go into. So they got back together and they stayed together for 18 months. And after a physical altercation one night where the police got involved, Tanya once again filed a restraining order on Jeff. <clears throat> but then they got back together again after that. Because, you know, yeah. third time's a charm. Nancy Kerrigan was born October 13th, 1969 in Stoneham, Massachusetts. She began skating at the age of six. And by the time she was nine, she won her first competition at the Boston Open. Now, on the outside, Nancy was very much the opposite of Tanya. Thin, statuesque, classic brunette beauty. Right. She was basically Ralph Lauren and Tanya Harding was contempo casual. Or wet seal. Let's take it down another notch. Yeah, wet seal. Tanya Harding was wet seal. <laughs> but, but the thing about Nancy is she also had this reputation for being the like rich girl and Tanya was the poor girl. It was like the juxtaposition. When in reality, Tanya, uh, Nancy Kerrigan actually grew up in a blue-collar family. Right. But just based on her appearance and the way that she, she carried herself. upper class or whatever. She has such an upper crusty appearance. Right. I mean, she really, like her body type is like very lithe and she looks like a model. And she, uh, you know, she really brought the ballerina aesthetic to she the ring. She had rank. the more classic figure skating Exactly. Love and her, right. Tanya was this scrappy, shorter, stock. Not, not, she wasn't like stocky, but she was muscular. She, yeah, she, she had more of a stocky frame, though. Right. She was like... Not fat, but just... No, not yeah. fat, but just stockier than Nancy Kerrigan. And she had crunchier hair. <laughs> Very <laughs> crunchy hair. I mean, Nancy Kerrigan had shiny yeah. brown hair. But she was Breck, Breck girl hair. Yeah. Brett girl hair. Is that like the yeah, name? From yeah, from the 80s. Yeah. yeah, totally. She used um, Prell. She <laughs> stripped, it stripped the, uh, the buildup from her hair. It was so shiny. But like Nancy, when I think about Nancy versus Tanya, it so feels like an allegory of like how I felt when I was younger about my love life of like, oh, they always want to just the simple girl, you know? They right. don't want the complex girl who has some issues, but she's probably really good in bed. <laughs> Here's the thing I decided. Tanya Harding probably was so good at sex. Yeah. I just, she had some triple access, axle. She would sex do a moves, triple like, axle on your dick. Yeah. Like spin around three times and land it perfectly. I mean, the, Na Nancy Kerrigan didn't swallow. Tanya Harding definitely. Oh. She'd she, lick it up. Like she would, she'd do it. She spilled, do it. she'd get it up with her finger. She wasn't, she wasn't bisexual, but she'd have a threesome with you just because she's nasty. She's nasty. She'd do anal. I just, these are, yeah. this is my opinions. And these are all high opinions of her, by the way. If you think I'm throwing shade at her, I'm not, I'm actually that's praising the her. Highest compliment right. you can give. Exactly. That's the seal of approval from Hollywood crime scene. It's the wet seal of approval. Ooh, <laughs> nice callback. <laughs> so, um, also, just to really hammer home what kind of, um, you know, figure skater type that Nancy was, she was, she wore, a lot of her costumes were designed by Vera Wang. So she had, right. I mean, she, she had some sponsorships. She had sponsorships and um, Tanya Harding did not. I mean, people wanted to attach their name to Nancy Kerrigan. Right. And as a result, there was a lot of resentment. Yeah. From Tanya, because no one wanted to attach their name. No corporations wanted to attach their name to Tanya Harding. But Nancy Kerrigan, this darling, pretty girl, you know. Everyone was like. Girl next door. Yeah. yeah, like gorgeous, whatever. They want to attach their name. So 
But if only there was some things like monster energy drinks back then. <laughs> I feel like Tanya would have had more. Oh, my God. Or like Adam and Eve. AdamandEve.com. You know, yeah. Like, I feel Dude. like there's so many more opportunities now for someone like Tanya. Tanya? But back then it was nothing. Like, no. Because yeah. well, the corporate sponsorships for sports was like the stuff that Nancy was getting, which was Campbell's Soup. I remember that Campbell's Soup commercial. Right. It came out in 92. So she was getting more wholesome. And she then Campbell's Evian. was like, your mom isn't feeding you. Right. <laughs> no one believes that no. you have a right. wholesome soup. Right. You're not drinking this wholesome soup off yeah. this. You're, you're eating a Slim Jim in the parking lot <laughs> right. with Jeff. See what Slim Jim should have taken her up on. <laughs> right. Slim Jim was People around People just then. weren't thinking outside the box back no, then. No, they were not. <laughs> so, like, she got these corporate sponsorships after she won the bronze medal at the Winter Olympics. And Tanya was pissed. Um, and she resented she resented Nancy for this um, because Nancy was making all this extra money and right. Tanya wasn't making a ton of money, even though she was just as good, if not better. Because that's where the big money is, the sponsorship. Exactly. Yeah. Especially when you're amateur still. Right. right. So Tanya <clears throat> decided to really kick up her training in 1993 to get ready for the next Olympics because she's like, fuck this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to land that triple axle at the 94 Winter Olympics and I'm going to win the gold medal and then I'm going to get the sponsorships. Right. Like, absolutely. Like, she should have done, you know? And of course. so she really went after it. And at the 1993 World Figure Skating Championships in Prague, where Nancy was competing, she had a disastrous fall during her performance, which was set to the music of Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> it's crazy because let me just tell you about this performance. It's really sad, but funny because it's so like, it's just, it's this really like very graceful, elegant performance. It's set to the score from Beauty and the Beast, which had just come out a couple years prior. And it's like, everyone loves this song, you know, and yeah. it's very like magical. This and, and, and not, excuse me, Nancy's wearing this really elegant black, uh, sparkly Ryan you know, Swarovski crystal um dress from Vera Wang and she just looks fucking gorgeous she looks perfect and all of a sudden during a jump she literally falls and bounces on her ass tale as old as time <laughs> <laughs> oh man that sounds good I don't I don't think I've seen that I'm but I love that when video people, I love when people right. fall. I mean it was just <laughs> It's such a great video only because it is this very elegant thing. It's like Ugh. very much a naked gun moment. You know what the thing is? You do get spoiled when you see really high-end figure skating or like the best. Right. But they never fall. And it's no. like you'll see like a little thing and they're like, oh, well, they've, they're they uh, they're done. And they're like, what? They just like had one little right. wobble and they're out of the competition. Well, that was the So thing. when you see someone spectacularly fucking mm -hmm. land on their ass, because they're always going for it. Right. So that there's no way it's not going to be a spectacular fall because they oh, yeah. are going for it. And this was a spectacular fall, too. It wasn't. And can I just say that one time I tried out for cheerleading? <laughs> <laughs> and I also was very terrible. And I don't know why I was even um, auditioning or whatever. Wow. Uh, and I had to do three jumps. And one of them was like, I can't remember. I call it the spread eagle. Maybe that's not what it's called. <laughs> It's when you do like the Van Halen you have jump to in the air. Jump and like touch your toes. Right. I know or something. I don't know what the fuck it's called. And I really went for it. And as I was doing it, I was like, wow, I did so good. I and I literally didn't have time to get my legs down, so I just landed on my ass. <laughs> so that was like my Nancy Kerrigan moment. And then it's just like, why am I even here? Right. Like I'm just Look in at these misery. Bitches. I'm like, and then I was like, now I'm gonna cry. I should have never put myself through this misery. I'm not an athlete. And then she went and listened to Morrissey in the parking yeah. lot. And you go home and you cry, you cry. and you <laughs> want to die. And I was like, I have to go back to being goth. I don't know. That was like my one foray into being uh, a normal popular person and not popular because I was weird and told <laughs> teachers up. <laughs> okay. So back to Nancy oh Kerrigan's fall, God. which I'm sure is equally very uh, sad. Well, for Nancy, um, for Nancy, uh, she came in fifth place at this competition and she was mortified. She described the event as hitting rock bottom, which I'm like, if this is your rock bottom. Yeah. I'm embarrassed because my rock bottom <laughs> Not good. My rock bottom involved smoking, <laughs> sucking dick for it off a crack pipe. Yes, it's true. <laughs> this is a true story. So I feel like my rock bottom is a little more rock bottomy. Right. Than Nancy I mean, don't, we don't need to overuse the word rock bottom. Right. I just feel like you're appropriating rock it's bottom. Um, yeah. So 
She was devastated. And I'm sure I could just imagine. I think it's devastating. I'm I can. Sure. <laughs> I mean, it's my experience in cheerleading trials. Right. Desi knows. <laughs> but I, I know can. What she felt I, like. I can just imagine Tanya Harding reading about Nancy Kerrigan saying that she hit rock bottom and her just rolling her eyes and doing the jerk oh off my. motion. And I like, just imagine her laughing her fucking ass off well, when, when she, she fell. Saw. Probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She was probably Can laughing. You even her ass imagine off. how amazing that would be. And it is a funny fall. I mean, it's whatever it's tragic or whatever, but it's not a fall where she is like an ouch fall. It's like a, it's a very comical yes. kind of fall. So you don't feel bad for laughing. You're just like, Whoa. And like we said before, it's like when it is this pristine, there is comedy in like this right. pristine sport. That's very elegant. And then this fucking horrific fall. Yeah. that's like really comical. It's not that she was injured. She's just humiliated. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. The worst injury. <laughs> it really is. Um, like when you fall and you pretend that you didn't fall. Right, like a cat. Right. When they like lick themselves immediately after right. falling off the teeth. <laughs> like, see, I'm doing something yeah. else. <laughs> I laugh at myself too. It's okay. Oh. I'm not owned. I'm not owned. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money, and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've had a really stressful year with work and family stuff, and I know I'm not alone when I say I tend to push that stress down in order to get what I need done, done, and that only makes things worse. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. In the past, therapy has helped me navigate many situations from helping me to set boundaries to just becoming the best version of myself. If you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I love that it's entirely online, so it's convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash HCS today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash HCS. So on January 2nd, 1994, just a few days before the Olympics, uh, the New York Times, they ran a story on Nancy and it was titled Picking Herself Up Off the Ice. Bronze medalist Nancy Kerrigan seat seeks top after hitting bottom which sounds like a yeah i was like i've seen grinder. that movie I think. <laughs> <laughs> and the article talked about nancy's emotional journey from Ugh. her upset at prague i mean like the media was of like of course really they're like running some narrative but they always start doing that pre-olympics like right. they're running this comeback narrative already. right and because she had fallen at, in prague and you know i've fallen and i can't get up <laughs> you which, can do it nancy right. <laughs> <laughs> which was also a commercial at the time yeah. 
<laughs> so um, Tanya and Nancy were rivals, to say the least. I mean, they really were competing with each other to make the Olympic team. And <clears throat> on January 6th, 1994, while in Detroit at a practice, Nancy Kerrigan was just finishing up her practice for the U.S. Nationals. Nancy slipped behind a curtain on her way to the dressing room, and suddenly a blood-curdling scream ran out throughout the arena. I wish you could see the smile on my face. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that was like the most evil fucking so Rhoda-Penmark <laughs> smile I've ever seen. So everyone rushed to Nancy. Oh, my God. And she was found crumpled on the floor, screaming in agony. She had just been bashed in her right knee with a police baton. And I don't know if you remember this. There's a fa very famous clip of Nancy. There were cameras there. Right. And they were filming her writhing in agony, which if that was me, I'd be like, get the fucking camera out right. of my face. And she's going, why? I remember it very why? well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they played that clip. Right. All the time. You saw uh, it all the time. Whenever I see people saying why, I always think, why not? <laughs> <laughs> that is literally my thing because I'm always like well why do you think nothing bad will ever happen to you right I just am always like of course something bad happened right <laughs> and um, I, I I say that line all the time like why why like right I think I told you I'm writing something right now and I had a joke about her saying that and I kept trying to squeeze it in and every time I got notes to rewrite like, I, I would find a new here. way to like squeeze it in and they're like wow you're not giving that joke up I'm like hell fucking no I've like great. waited my whole fucking life to get this joke in something <laughs> I mean, really, what you should be yelling is, who? Who? But I agree with you. I'd be like, don't fucking film me in my moment of crisis. <laughs> like, I'd be so mad about yeah. that. I mean, she's like in a lot of pain. She got a fucking right. baton to the kneecap. It's it's like she's in the mob. I mean. Right. It's very it's, much like a hitman style. Right. Um, so one of her coaches saw a man running away. So he is chasing after him. And this man, <laughs> idiot. Sorry. I, I wish they had the filming of this. Yeah. I love this, seeing. This man crashed into a locked glass door on his on his way out. <laughs> the hitman. He's like trying to escape and he's like boom into a fucking it's glass door. It's such a door. wonderfully inept crime. Like Oh my god. <laughs> the, the, these were like the, these should have been on the world's dumbest criminals. Right. Like where you see like a like a burglar throw a brick at a window and it bounces off and hits them in the right. head. It was very much like that. But all they knew, the guy ended up getting away. And all they knew is that it was a tall white guy with a leather jacket on. And I'm like, that is such a cliche. Like, yeah, that is such a 90s action movie cliche. Yeah. Um, Tanya's coach woke her up that morning to let her know what had happened. And this was before Tanya was about to head to practice. And Tanya is on film, you know, saying, I'm scared. I'm what the fuck? Like, right. this is scary. There's a madman out there hitting skaters kneecaps. Right. <laughs> I'm next. <laughs> So Nancy was really badly bruised and she didn't break anything. But as a result of her injury, she was unable to compete in nationals. And Nancy's coach, Evie, suspected early on that Tanya had something to do with this attack. Really? Yeah. He was like, to you know, his uh, partner in coaching. He was like, I know who fucking did this or I know who put that hitman up to this. It was it was Tanya Harding. So <clears throat> this is kind of crazy because um, even though T Nancy uh, Kerrigan wasn't able to perform at nationals, you know, she still was like, I'm g determined. I'm going to make it to the Olympics. I'm going to make it. Meanwhile, Tanya performed and she did. She fucking nailed it. And she came in first place at national. So she was guaranteed a spot right. at the Olympics. And life is beautiful when your competition is out. Right. <laughs> I mean, Tanya was like, just fucking stoked. Michelle Kwan, I don't know if you remember her. Yeah, she I was do. a very famous skater. She came in second. And even though Nancy was unable to compete, she was still selected to go on to compete in the Olympics. <sighs> Which, if I was Tanya, I would be so irritated. Right. Even if I didn't 
wasn't even if you're not involved in the attack in any way like it does seem unfair yeah it's like i committed this crime to make this not happen (laughs) (laughs) i didn't go to all this trouble for you to fucking break the rules i mean how did they justify what they did they based it on her previous scores from other competitions yes but it feels like such favoritism to me it feels like so wrong it does well also what about the person who came in third i mean i feel like they have they actually competed so in the Olympics? Well, I know. I mean, like they competed to be in the Olympics, right? And but they got they third, get, right? So Tanya, they let her go to the Olympics. Like all oh, poor. I mean, not Tanya, but Nancy. They let her go to the Olympics. Like poor Nancy. So shortly after winning the championships, a local Tanya re- returns home, and a local Portland news station received an anonymous letter detailing the conspiracy to attack Nancy. This is it Tanya's mom. Well, <laughs> it was written by a woman, actually. Uh, they don't know who it was from, but this letter implicated Tanya, Jeff, and Tanya's bodyguard, twenty-six-year-old um, Sean Eckhart. I love that she has a bodyguard. Like, right? And Tanya said in in a later interview, like later in like more recent interview, that she hated this guy Sean. That she was like, he wasn't even my bodyguard. Okay, he was Jeff's friend, and he hung around. Like, she right. hated this guy, and this guy just looks like. A cheeseburger monster i'm gonna post a picture of him he's like he's just like he just looks like such the idiot bodyguard that right. you'd picture so tanya everyone um, in this case looks exactly how you would picture them right I think. we're gonna post <laughs> pictures of everyone involved in this so you guys can just see the gloriousness of it so tanya when it was found out that this letter you know the reporter called tanya and was like yo we got this letter that was sent to us that basically says some stuff and tanya's like well can you like send me the letter and they're like no but you don't look good and we want you to talk to us so tanya agreed to do an interview with the station and she denied everything she denied jeff's involvement she denied sean's involvement she denied her own involvement and it's really creepy because you can see in this interview when it shows the the uh, news anchor interviewing her, the reporter interviewing her, uh, you could see Jeff in the background just glaring at Tanya. <laughs> like, he was being a total creep the whole time that Ugh. she was conducting this interview. After the interview, Tanya says that she confronted Jeff about it and he hit her. So the letter was then sent to the FBI. Sean, Sean's dad, the bodyguard, Sean, the bodyguard's dad, he had been blabbing around town just as much as Sean had bragging about this attack. Like, I literally hate when people can't keep their fucking mouth shut. Dude, like, this isn't just some petty fucking crime you committed and you're an idiot wanting to sound like a tough guy. Like, this is a huge fucking deal. You just attacked America's sweetheart. America's fucking sweetheart. (laughs) And it's all over the news. It's all anyone can talk about right now. Because they have nothing going on in their lives. So they have, this is like the big thing, you know? Like, what an idiot. So the FBI interrogated him, and they said that he just flipped. Like, he folded like a house of cards, and he admitted to being involved in plotting the attack. So the FBI then discovered that Jeff had hired Sean and another bodyguard, Derek Smith, to carry out the attack. Derek Smith, I believe, was the getaway driver. And the hitman they had hired was named Shane Stant, another really classy gentleman. So here's let's let's rewind to before the attack. This is what fucking level of genius these criminals are. Derek and Shane originally planned. I love all the names. I know. <laughs> fucking idiots Derek and Shane originally planned to attack Nancy at her home in Massachusetts but when they showed up she wasn't there because duh she was in Detroit for nationals (laughs) so they had to get in their car and drive all the way to Detroit drive yes yes they had to get in a car and drive all the way to Detroit how fucking long is that drive it seems like way too long and they were probably in there I can just imagine them like hitting each other like you're stupid no you're stupid it's like Fargo or something right it really is like Fargo or like dumb and dumber or something so they had to drive all the way to Detroit for nationals where they case the joint that they had practice right stadium arena whatever um, and they were just so fucking stupid. They left a huge paper trail everywhere that they went. They left behind phone records and they even used their own names at the hotel that they were staying at in Detroit. 
So there were all these records of these people. They were fucked. So just a few weeks before the Olympics, Tanya was brought in to questioning, brought in for questioning by the police. And at first she denied that both her and Jeff were involved. She says that she was um, terrified of Jeff and that she feared for her life if she were to implicate them. That's what she said later on. But eventually she told them what she knew, but she still denied that she herself had any involvement. So Tanya separated from Jeff at this time. And Jeff was obviously really pissed that Tanya snitched and he was arrested. So the media and basically everyone else assumed that Tanya had to be involved. That was the narrative. And I mean, it didn't look good. Right. I mean, it did not look good at all. So there was this huge media frenzy and news crews just followed Tanya everywhere. And they even were drawing these huge crowds at her practices while she's trying to practice up until the Olympics. Yeah. And she can't practice because there's camera flashes going off and there's people asking her questions while she's on the ice trying to get ready for this huge fucking competition, the competition of her life. Um, so... <clears throat> Jeff Galuli ended up cutting a deal in exchange for a lighter sentence. He was going to give all the details of how Tanya was involved and all the other men involved threw Tanya under the bus in exchange right. for deals. And they were all like, yeah, she's involved. She's involved. January 27th, 1994, Tanya agreed to do a press conference. This is two weeks <clears throat> before the Olympics. Tanya basically said, I'm so sorry that this happened to Nancy. I'm really embarrassed and ashamed that I know Jeff, that it was people I knew that were involved. She's still denying she has anything to do with this. But she basically is like issuing this apology. Um, she did, during this press conference, admit to failing to report information about the attack upon that she had before when she was returning home from nationals. So she did admit guilt to that. And the weeks leading up to the Olympics, they were just all about the scandal instead of the skating. And Tanya hated it because she had all this national attention and fame, but it was like the monkey's paw was not right. what she wanted it for. She wanted it to be about her skating and her athleticism. So Tanya arrives to her first practice session and she goes up to Nancy to apologize. And Nancy's basically like, whatever, bitch. Yeah. You know, and Tanya says in this 30 for 30 documentary, Tanya's like basic, literally, she's like, what a bitch. Like, yeah, I thought it was so rude. I'm going to apologize to her. I thought we were always friends. And Just because my husband attacked her. <laughs> attacked you doesn't mean to be a bitch. <laughs> doesn't mean you got to be a bitch about it. Fuck. But Tanya was visibly shaken because Nancy is basically like, you're not going to take me down. Nancy's looking great on the ice in practice. Right. Now She's, Nancy has some fuel. Right. Yeah. And Tanya is like, oh, shit. Everyone, like, the country hates me. The country thinks I'm this conniving woman who did this. And holy shit, Nancy's knee is healed. And she's competing in the Olympics. Like, and she's got fire. <laughs> and she's got fire. All right. February 23rd, 1994. This is the women's figure skating competition short performance. I guess there's a short performance and a long performance. Right. And this is at the 1994 Olympics in Lillehammer, Norway. Nancy nails her performance. And Tanya does a shit job. So Kerrigan got first place and Tanya got 10th place, which is like, ouch. Yeah. That's after the short. This is the short performance. Right. So the next night is the long program finals. And this is like the chance. Are you going to win the gold? Are you going to win the silver? And it's like looking pretty bad for Tanya. Like she's not even going to place right. at this point because she got 10th place. Like she has to do like the world's most incredible performance right. to place at this point. Tanya And everyone else has to fail. Like Yeah. Everyone else has to just like scoot along the ice on their ass basically. Wait, was this, was the long form where she does the... Shoelaces? Oh, we're getting... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because this is one of my childhood favorite memories oh, of me my too. childhood. I remember like, her so distinctly during that moment. Oh, okay, my go God. Yeah. We're going to post this, too. Um, so the next night for the long program finals, Tanya's name is announced and she was nowhere to be found. This has never happened before in the history of 
figure skating where they announce someone's name and they don't just come right out there. Right. They're like, Tanya Harding. Not there. Not there. Not there. Then they, they start turning the clock on like, all right, countdown to Tanya. Is she, if she doesn't come out here in the next two minutes, she's, she's disqualified. Right. So Tanya, meanwhile, and there is footage of this. There is, they did film this. Tanya was backstage freaking out because she's having a problem with her skates. And this is interesting because this is actually a reoccurring thing with Tanya. She had a problem with her skates during uh, a 1992 competition. uh... (laughs) Yeah. And whether or not that's true or not, like it is weird that she's happened to have so many problems with her right. skates before when it's not a common thing apparently so she's backstage freaking out her shoelace broke on her skate she can't get it on tight enough i guess but she finally makes it out onto the ice and immediately starts fucking up royally so there's a very famous i've used this gif several times it's a gif of tanya harding on the ice in her sparkly raspberry and gold colored her look that night was terrible her look was awful that night in this little skating outfit um and she's on the ice and she's just gliding around the ice weeping just crying like she stopped her performance right in the middle and just starts fucking breaking down in tears so she skates over to the referees and there's this very famous image of her where she has she just hoists her leg up onto the railing yeah and is like pointing to her shoe like Ugh, pointing to her skate, it's like so look, painful. it's so cringy. You to just, watch I it. just wanted her to fucking kill, right? I know, but here's the thing. I mean, I know she's bad, but there was part of me that still was rooting for her. I had, a, I have a confession to make. I was remembering this. I was, rem- I remember where I was watching this happen in 1994. I was on my mom's bed. I was with my mom, and I remember criticizing Tanya Harding, going, "Where, where? My shoelace is broken. I hit somebody." Like, right? Because that was the story that the media. I mean, I was young I was a child still like I didn't I I had a heart I I wasn't rooting for her as the underdog I didn't see her as the underdog only because the media circus was so intent on making her this villain I mean I had a history at that point right of rooting for like like Rhoda Penmark to get away with right (laughs) there was something I did was sort of like I don't want Nancy to win right and I think it would be like a big fuck you like that would have been the perfect ending right and I didn't I remember not liking Nancy I wasn't right I wasn't necessarily team Nancy I was more just team drama yeah you know I'm always team drama (laughs) (laughs) so so the referees um let her take a moment and fix her skate her lace is broken right so she tries to fix it it's like still kind of janky but she gets to come back later and she came back later and she had a really shitty performance mm-hmm. and she couldn't nail the triple axle. So she fucking failed. Ugh. I love when you're waiting for a jump that they're high and then they don't do it. And they're like, oh, that was just a single. <laughs> like, you know, it's always like, oh, like it's so horrible. I just have to say that ice skating is like the one performance where I just feel like they're such they're so over the top about how fucking bitchy they are and their perfectionism right like i never understood that as a kid they're like "Ooh, that looks bad i'm like what i didn't see anything what they do oh yeah i never noticed it like that that triple lutz was they're like that's disastrous she, she wobbled a bit on the landing and it's like what like yeah, how like, do you not wobble <laughs> i'm like dude she just spun three times in the air on or like they know skates. things that they've missed oh she was supposed to do this here and she skipped I, it i never understand that either someone yeah. who's been a skater on competition i guess if they've before, seen them rehearse maybe they know the routine a bit I guess I maybe guess, that's yeah. it, but I always, but they always, that's something they always do in figure skating, like, and now we should be expecting the triple axle. Right, right. Here's what's going to happen. Oh, she's planning on doing, someone said she did a spread eagle, one of the commentators, and I just started oh. laughing so hard. Me I too. Just, me first, too. <laughs> no, it, it was, it was like really dirty. They were like, oh, she's about to go into the spread eagle and squat or something like that. And I just burst out <laughs> laughing and Brendan looks over at me and then rolls his fucking eyes because right. he heard this like. Of course. Because I'm eight. Yeah. Um, I'm also so eight. I know. We're both adorable. We're tens. We're tens. <laughs> <laughs> so Tanya fails. Then here comes Nancy fucking Kerrigan. Oh. 
She comes out in the most gorgeous champagne-colored Vera Wang ice skating dress. Right. It is probably one of the nicest figure skating ever. outfits ever. I mean. Because it's so simple and not gaudy at all. It, yeah. It's like a very classy version of Britney Spears's toxic music video <laughs> outfit with the like Swarovski crystals on yeah. the nude bodysuit. I mean, right. it's like gorgeous. This thing is a gorgeous skating dress. And of course, she comes out in this after Tanya Harding, the villain of the story, right. is wearing this hideous like raspberry color like you'd get kicked out of a child pageant for walking out in that <laughs> it's so bad it's really bad it's really bad we'll post it um <laughs> so we're gonna post all this shit so nancy nails her performance she fucking kills it and receives a standing ovation because here's the comeback queen all right. of a sudden they love it in a weird turn of events nancy didn't win the gold. I remember that. So she well. won the fucking silver. And Oksana Bayul, who was this random Russian 15-year-old or Ukrainian, I don't know, someone at reply me and correct me. Right. She's Eastern European. She wins um she wins the gold. Yeah. I remember that so well. So I was actually so happy. That Nancy didn't win it, which right. I feel like is the When I knew Tanya guess. wouldn't win, I was like, okay, let's just not have and then Oksana came out of nowhere. Because mm-hmm. no one was expecting I don't think anyone had ever no, she wasn't yeah. famous until then. Right. I feel like. I mean, she was a known skater, And Nancy was devastated. <laughs> Dude, Nancy, there's footage of it. She was pissed. Yeah. She was That's so That's where pissed. I was like, oh, see, the, 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 the things the are perfect. cracking. The perfect thing. She actually is a bitch, too. Right. Because and that was like the first time I remember thinking, you oh, see good. see it cracking. See? So it was so fucking weird. And the media was like, uh, excuse me, that's not the story we wanted to write. Right. Like they were pissed and which I think is like, so I hilarious. wonder if she was punished just for being part of the drama. Like maybe her right. scores were slightly under. Right. Just, it was distracting or they were just like, you know what? Fuck these two bitches. Right. That's this what is, I'm thinking. This is because it wasn't like away. a huge loss. Like it was very small percentage of it points. was so yeah. small percentage which i feel like is such a like slap in the it's face like all it took was one person to be like eh, i'm done with you <laughs> right i'm done with this story let's move on give the gold to oksana Bayul. right um so nancy was seen backstage pouting and bitching about oksana winning like we said before the cracks started to show and tanya called her a crybaby um, <laughs> which i think you've got to really, love tanya harding I fucking love tanya because it's like you're a crybaby but okay right <laughs> I, I admire the the moxie right she has the <laughs> The guts to say that. Um, so on March 6, 1994, Tanya pleaded guilty to derailing the investigation, which they call hindering prosecution. Right, by not giving the information that right. she found. So she got three years probation and had to pay $160,000 in fines and court costs. What? Which fucking sucks. Tanya, that wasn't the end of it for Tanya. She was then barred from professional skating and stripped of her 1994 U.S. Ladies competition title, Aww. which sucks. She still knows in her heart she won. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, you. I never understood that when they strip you of the title. Yeah. It's like they still won. Yeah. You can't forget that. Why do they do it? What is it? I don't get whether they take the medal back. I don't get It's what, like Vanessa Williams was still in Miss America. I don't yeah, care she who. still won. <laughs> and she was the hottest girl. Right. Fucking idiots anyway um tanya had nowhere to go she really had nothing to fall back on she was you know she graduated high school but with a ged she dropped out when she was 16 and she didn't have any other skills other than ice skating this was her entire life but nancy went on to make millions uh skating became super popular after this and nancy just had endorsement deals up the ass Mm -hmm. basically and tanya and Tanya had Jeff Gluley up the ass. I'm just <laughs> Jesus very, Christ. Very she unfair. She literally had him up the ass. I actually think they were separated after that for good, which oh, thank good. God. Yeah. She Fucking did one thing. By her mid-20s, she was like, you know, I'm an adult now. Mm-hmm. I'm getting rid of the Gluley. I'm going to find a new, new trash guy. <laughs> to and she did, which I'm sure he's very nice. Um, so Tanya went on to become a boxer after that. Oh, right. So I think yeah. it was like in 2004, she participates in celebrity boxing which was this special or show that they had on and it was so tacky i mean it was like it was the it's like this is pre-dancing with the stars right so all the people that you would see on dancing with the stars which ironically nancy kerrigan did go on dancing with the stars was she on dancing with the stars like a couple years ago okay um which is irritating because she probably didn't need the money because she's like 
a lot of figure skaters go on that show. Which makes sense. Right. But I mean, they have an unfair advantage, I would think. I would think so, too. I feel like you have to have, like, certain levels of people who are non-athletes. And yeah. then doing. I mean, I don't mind if it's like a football player, but no. I feel like figure skating, it's sort of dancing. Yeah, you're already yeah. a professional dancer, basically. Um, so Tanya did this celebrity boxing thing and she fought Paula Jones, which was one of the. <laughs> <laughs> which Christ. fucking, of course, another known person in the 90s. She was. She also pure trash. Pure trash. Pure in the white best trash. Way. Right. Mm-hmm. She was a Bill Clinton accuser yeah. of assault, I guess. I don't even know if it was assault, but whatever. I'm not going to go down that road. Yeah, we're not going down that road. Uh, So Nancy ended up marrying her agent a year after the Olympics. And Tanya has been married for like, I don't know, five or six years now. And she has a son. So, you know, there are still questions like, do you think Tanya planned this? Do you think Tanya was in on this? Um, She still denies it. But her I feel like it is possible she didn't know. Yeah. But I feel like there had to be a level of self-delusion there when yeah. it happened. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's very possible she was in some sort of thing where you're pretending you don't know what's happening. Right. Do you know what I mean? And like a self-preservation. You're not necessarily right. involved in the planning or anything, but you kind of just... You're not going to go there. You're, you're not going to go, and you're going to have some plausible de- deniability right. going into it. Your conscience won't let you. I don't think that she would have stopped it if she – do you know what I mean? Like, right. I don't know. Like, Jeff, that's not right. I feel like there was – I think there was a part of her that kept out of it. Yeah. I just I, – I, even though she probably knew something was happening. Like, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I, I really mean, don't know. Because the other thing is, like, why would Jeff go to all these lengths unless – Tanya was like, but I guess Jeff was in love with Tanya and I also wanted don't, to see her win and probably wanted the money from the The money, I think, deals. was the thing. I don't think there was any chance that she is 100% innocent. No. There's no way. No. I feel like she either knows, was in on it, or like I said before, she had some kind yeah. of plausible deniability I going tend to on. go somewhere yeah. like that in the middle where I think that she maybe suggested well, it, it to him it, it is sort of smart to be like la 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 like right. you want to keep keep it where no one knows right you know? right and no one really does know except tanya and she still could be under owns her own self-delusion right about how much involvement she really had right. with it and, and after time sometimes you start believing your own oh, lies yeah, yeah absolutely so. and i do you know what's crazy about it is her best friend like the her you know her one of her longest friends the woman who filmed the documentary about her when she was a kid she's convinced tanya had something to do with it she's like oh she was absolutely involved in that right so that's sort of that i mean someone coming from her background is deeply damaged person yeah so i'm not like i don't know Right. I could have just been even like a jokey thing. Like, yeah, you should go hit her with a um, That's crowbar. That's what I thought, too, is like she said it in passing. Like, no, I wish someone are would you serious? Th- no, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to know about it if I, you know, that kind right. of thing where you're setting up or dumber Tanya, idiots to or do Tanya, something. Or Tanya, like, you know, went on this whole speech about how she needs to win the gold because she gets all these endorsement deals and gets all this right. money. And Jeff's like, sees dollar signs in I his could eyes. see her subtly manipulating the situation to happen. Right. And these right. guys are dumb. And she's, I think she's smarter than them. Oh, she is way smarter. Like, way than smarter. Um, but didn't Nancy also have some fucked up trash shit happen too? Like her, didn't her brother like shoot her dad or something? Dude, I can't believe I didn't even research yeah. that. I feel like maybe. she's had like numerous trash things happen afterwards. Like I remember once, I don't remember if it was shortly after the Olympics, she was in a Disney parade and she Whoa. was caught on camera. Either you could hear it barely or you like a lip reader yeah. <laughs> figured it out. It was like, she was like being like in a Disney parade, being all sweet and under her breath. She's like, I can't remember exactly what she said, but it was like, Oh, these fucking, I fucking hate this. Like <laughs> this kind of stuff, which was, it kind of humanized her a bit more, right. but it was sort of the antithesis of this right. persona she was trying to portray. Right. And then, like you said, she did come from this really blue collar yeah. family. And I think a few years ago, her brother, did something where he fought with the father and then the father died of a heart attack. Like the brother didn't kill the father. Oh wow. But the, the fight but it resulted. got him so angry that he ended up dying of a heart right. attack. Right. And That's I think wild. he was in, I think he did go to jail or prison or whatever. 
But yeah, so uh, I mean, I it's like you have to remember like these. It was so long ago, but these women were in their early twenties. Yeah, they were really young during all of this, and I can't even imagine what it's like to be to be a professional athlete, let alone competing for the Olympics. I mean, just the amount of pressure, and I mean, given these two women's both their backgrounds and they're pitted against each other yeah. as rivals and. It's a lot of pressure to be in the Olympics, period. And right. then this on top of it was a hundred Right. And the um, media was really stoking their rivalry even before. Yeah. I mean, that stuff always happens. Yeah. But totally. It so, was good. Yeah. That's that's Tanya and Nancy. The best. I mean, I live, I wish something like this would happen again <sighs> at the Olympics. It's like we're not that lucky. <laughs> we're not that lucky. Everyone's for too social media savvy and PR savvy now, so I think. So boring. In a way. No one does anything interesting anymore. Yeah. It's like every. It's like even when there is a scandal, it's like, why did they do this for social media? Like right, everything's sort of. I just feel like I would fucking kill to have a distraction right now in this climate that we're living in. Right. Like I would kill to have something as juicy as that. Like because it was months. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, mean, until OJ happened. Right, I mean, that was the story that dominated but the, the news. Uh, the heart of it was just like a few months. Of, it was. Yeah, yeah it was, it was a few months, but it was. Yeah. It was every it was very good. And you should watch the 30 for 30. It's very good. It's really good. You have to it's buy on it on Amazon. It's not on Netflix. Oh, it's not on Netflix I had anymore? To, I had to rent it on oh, Amazon. It was But on it's Netflix. only like $2. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's really, it's a great documentary. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.